Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to be talking about uh, the principle or the, uh, and, or the revelation of honor. Honor this morning. And there's a reason why I'm doing it is because we're living in a generation now that it's interesting and it's morphing into another generation, which will probably morph into another generation before the second coming of Christ. And uh, honor, honor is very important. So I'm going to do a series on it. I'm going to go slow through it. And sometimes the lesson can get lost in the lecture. You know what I mean? We have so much information, it's just like, oh. Okay, so I'm going to go slow. I'm going to talk about the old people, the aged yeah, I'm going to talk about babies, children, married couples. Uh, I'm going to talk about a number of things. I will talk about our generation, what's happening, and uh, the way I believe God sees it. But there is a scripture I want to start off with. Paul writes it, and it's found in Romans 12, uh, 9 and 13. It's interesting. He says, let love be without hypocrisy. In other words, we're not saying one thing and doing another. We're not putting on some pretense. Abhor what is evil, that means to shun it and don't like it and don't enjoy it. Cling to what is good or attach yourself to what is good. Verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Honoring or in honoring, giving preference to one another. Verse 11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patience, and trial, tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, honor. Okay, so what's happened today is we're living in a generation, we've actually lost our honor. And if you don't respect yourself, there's a high chance you won't respect anybody else. It's difficult for you and I to expect uh, that people would respect us if they don't respect themselves. In fact, if dad and mum don't respect themselves in a, in a, uh, a house context, dad and mum don't, and they don't respect you, they don't respect each other and they don't respect you, you grow up not respecting yourself, and then why should you respect somebody else? But what honor does, honor unlocks the attraction of God over your life. It is one of the most important principles. It comes out from humility. It comes out from love. The greatest gift of all is love or compassion. And honor, what it does, it opens up the heavens. And if you want to be living a blessed life, now let's talk about blessing because Paul says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So God wants your soul the soul, the inside man, or the inside girl, the inside woman. He wants it to prosper. He wants you to feel good about yourself. Uh, you might be going through a battle, but still there's a kind of a sense of internal well-being. There's like a, a sense of peace and settlement with inside you. Let's look at the blessings. Now, God wants to bless you. Uh, so he wants to bless you in the area of your health. God is not into premature deaths, Okay. The Bible even says this, he doesn't even delight in the death of the wicked, so help me. Okay, so premature deaths, 
That's not what God's plan is for our life. It's not His plan for His covenant people. So cancer, sickness, infirmity, diabetes, all these things, it's not part of God's provision for our life. It's part of the broken world we live in. But there's a remedy, Christ. Uh, Another area is God wants you to be financially well off. Remember, Jesus became poverty or he became poor that we became rich. Some uh, uh, theologians, if you like, used to say it's spiritual riches, but they haven't read the context. The context is actually talking about money. So God doesn't have a problem with you having money. When you, when you read about what uh, the heavens looks like in the context of heaven, you will see it's a wealthy context. Streets of gold. It's amazing. So God doesn't, he's the guy. God God is the person that put diamonds in South Africa. Gold, silver, minerals, all these things. So God doesn't have a problem. The devil wants the church to be poor because religion wants people to be poor because when you haven't got a lot, you can't do anything with it. But when you've got something, you can give something away. Okay? So anyway, so God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have a great marriage. So all your emotional needs would be met in your marriage. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> um, we've got emotional needs too. Haven't we men? Uh, what's emotions? Uh, you know? <laughs> Gee, Mabel. <laughs> no, he, he wants you to have a great relationship. Because if you've got a good marriage, you'll have great kids. Because they grow up in a holistic environment where God is, you see. So he wants you to have a good marriage. Intimacy. What else does God want you to do? I believe God wants to elevate you and favor you, that you do exceedingly well. The word blessing is to live a life happy, holy, and to live a life that's envied by others. And I say that in the best of sense, happy, holy, and living a life to be envied. It also means this, as as a sojourner or someone traveling through, the word blessing is that God would assist you and help you and ready for this. He would propel you forward on the way. Amazing. So God is for us. He's not against us. Uh, religion, it kind of paints the picture. God's always angry. But He's not God. I mean, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Number two, love, loving one another, accepting one another, empowering one another. Joy. God created the joy factor. Some of our joy tank is gone 10 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, God created laughter. He wants you to laugh. The Bible says He sits in the heavens and He does that. He laughs. So that's another area. God wants your children to prosper. He wants your children, you ready for this? To do well, to date well. Court well or date well, how you? But he wants, and what he wants, he wants your kids to flourish. Your kids to have a, a, a spiritual great self-esteem, have an awareness of God around their life and have an encounter with God that they would be in the kingdom of God. It's part of what God wants. God wants to bless your business. He wants to put his mark upon your business. That when others would buy from others, they say, mm, I don't know. They go to your place and say, yeah, I want to buy that. Well, this is the cost, no problem. God wants to prosper you. When he wants to elevate you, God wants to give you a voice. He wants to give the church a voice. So he wants to raise up, and I think our Christian people should be in politics. I think we should be, you know, captains of, captains of our teams. We should be sitting as head on our boards or in the school committee team. We should be in, in every sphere of society. I believe God wants to put the voice of Christ in that meeting 
So there's an expression, and no matter what happens, people are without excuse because God spoke. He spoke at the board meeting. God wants to elevate you like that. There's a whole list I've written there of how God wants to bless you, but it's important we understand God is not lacking. Earth lacks. There's shortage. There's a lack of distribution around the world, as you can see. And so, so what he wants to do, he wants to favor us and he wants to honor you. And I want to encourage you this morning is when you honor yourself, that means there's places you won't go. But it also means there's places you will go. There's things you will abstain from. There's things that you'll embrace and bring around your life and connect to. You see, honor is esteeming someone. It's valuing someone. It's giving someone a high regard. Dishonor is when you begin to bring somebody low, you marginalize them, you ignore them, you disregard them. And we're living in a community, if you like, of this world where people are dishonoring and marginalizing people groups or dishonoring parents. We're gonna get to that next week. It's the first commandment. Parents, you'll love this, but it's the first commandment with a promise. And you look at families, and I look at families, and I analyze families, and I see some kids are prospering, some kids aren't prospering. The kids that prospering, they're brought up in the same context, brought up in the same environment, same uh, family worldview. But you'll find that as the ones who've honored their parents, they do exceedingly well. But you say, well, I know of a, a, a case, there's always uh, situations that are different, that he's prospering, just wait it out. Just wait. The reason why the Lord spoke to us about honoring our parents at a young age through Judaism or the law, if you like, at such a young age is because it sets up the rest of your life. So help me, it gets worse in life if we don't learn the principles of honor at a young age and adjust our life accordingly. It gets worse as we have more responsibilities, more hardship. It's like taking a wheelbarrow with a whole lot of mud up the hill. We've got the stuff, but we ain't enjoying it. We're married, but there's no intimacy. We've got the cash, we've got the Benjamins, we've got the money, but there's a hollow on the inside. It's like always striving. But you know, one of the blessings is God wants to bring to you a, a, a real settlement. There's a peace that you are happy in life. Now, you may be going through battles, but there's, some, there's, a, there's a contentment on the inside. Sure, there's more. There's more vision. There's more expansion for you. There's more increase around your life. But as is, where is, if you died tomorrow, there's something within you. You know you haven't fulfilled your destiny, but there's something within you that has a settlement and has a peace inside of you. God wants to have peace in crisis, peace in tribulation. It's part of his promise. There would never, ever be a divorce. I want you to hear this, friends and family, church. There would never, ever be a divorce if there was honor. There would never be domestic violence if there was honor. There would never be an abortion. Our abortion law or our abortion liberty around the world, which was absolutely shameful. The Bible talks about God hates the shedding of innocent blood. But that would come down to absolute minimal. Because, and people say, well, how about rape situations? There wouldn't be a rape if there was honor. Guys would never take advantage of girls. Girls would never use guys. Pornography industry would shut down overnight because it's blokes like 
me or you know guys I'm talking about and girls we 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 underpin the organizations but if we didn't listen to it we didn't subscribe it would just shut down overnight you wouldn't have hookers or prostitutes on the street because men would honor the woman if women honored themselves even though they had been abused and taken advantage of a certain percentage they still honored themselves and they hadn't been taken advantage of we wouldn't even have the prostitution rackets like we do around the world today no domestic violence no rapes no pornography no divorces because of the principle of respect honor valuing people including people not marginalizing people i love jesus Jesus was an includer. He was an empowerer. The woman at the well, powerful, powerful, powerful. Really just a, a, a tender message of Christ's love. A woman, Samaritan, despised by the Jewish community. Jesus, if you study it, went out of his way. It was a divine appointment to come to her and her household. Loved her, brought the kingdom of God, Messiah, that's me, to her life. Zacchaeus, the worst of the worst, tax collector, ripping the people off, despised by all, his own community and also everybody else. Jesus said, I'm coming to your place. If you go through Jesus, Jesus was actually very kind because the Bible says, uh, the Bible says in Corinthians, it says love is kind. It's amazing, power. It's, it's amazing. We would love ourselves. And I'm going to be talking about the whole revelation. The reason why we honor each other is because God honors us. God respects woman. God respects men. He respects, you ready? The little infant forming, just beginning to come together. God respects that, honors that. That's a life. I'm not putting a condemnation on anybody if they've had abortion. That's a secondary message if you like. But I'm saying God honors the seed in the womb. God honors you ready for this? Those that, 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 that are physically infirmed. We don't, we, you see Christianity, and I've said this before, Christianity is about inclusion, celebration of inclusion before distinction. So everybody has value. You have a different role, you have different gifts, you have different strengths, but God values you for who you are. Instinctive value. So God uh, values the Americans uh, as much as the Chinese or the Papua New Guineans as much as the British. God values as eyes go around the world. They are in my image. Educated or uneducated. Opportunities before them or lacking opportunities. God values every single person. His heart breaks when people are taken advantage of. But God values them. God value, the distinction is this, that's your strengths, that's your capabilities. That's what you offer the world with and God's presence will blow upon that. That's great. But let me tell you, that doesn't make you great. Not in God's eyes, that's his gifts. You've just put the hard work and hopefully to actually be a faithful steward, Matthew 25 of those gifts. But essentially they have his gifts, directly and indirectly. So, so, so when we celebrate, is this that God celebrates everybody because everybody has intrinsic value. Amen? It's good. We wouldn't have the squabblings in Parliament. 
the undermining. Letters to the editor with no signatures. I heard they changed that, which is good. You ready for this? There would be no gossip if there was honor. There'd be no visions, divisions. The Bible talks about schisms. There'd be no divisions if there was honor. Homes would not be split. The atmosphere of our homes, you come into our homes and we feel God's presence or we feel an absence. We feel it's stiff, it's cold, it's like stoicism, it's like a separation, it's isolation. There's something happening in the home, there's contention, strife, the Bible talks about. But it wouldn't be in the home if there was honor and there was respect. Sarcasm. We wouldn't have sarcasm, putting people down or ridiculing. Let me explain about genocide. It works this way. The first principle is this, you make fun of a community. We make jokes about them. On radio, TV, we have stand up, comedians, cartoons, and we make fun, most often, of a minority community. We make fun of them. We joke about them. And what that, that, that's designed to bring them low, to separate them off. Then what we do, we begin to accuse them. Well, the reason why we haven't got jobs is because of them. The reason why our economy is like it is is because of those guys. Have you seen the way they eat? Have you seen this? And we begin to accuse them. The idea is to bring them low. And then what we do, we try and bring a gulf, a separation between us and them. It's not the how way God operates. Separation between God and, and uh, between man you know, different uh, humanity, different people groups. And then laws, legislation comes in. We're going to make some changes. Now they're ridiculed. Or they're just, you know, there's accusations, there's separations. Now we bring in law. And then the last one is this. With the law, we're either going to remove or we're going to improve. <laughs> we're going to remove these people or we're going to kill them. That's genocide. Let me explain to you the roots of dishonor. Can I talk to you about that? The first root of dishonor is selfishness. That's what the root is. My life pits against your life. My life is more important. My time is more important than you as a person. That's selfishness. Jesus didn't operate like that. Gave people a good handshake, looked people in the eye, and he talked, talked, spent time. But essentially, that's what it is. Honor, honoring people. That's the first root. When we dishonor people is the area of selfishness. It's the idolatry of self. We disregard people. But Mark 9.35, this is Jesus talking now. He says, if anybody desires to be number one or desires to be first, he shall be the last of all and servant of all. Two things now. So if you want to be number one, you want to be first, you want to be elevated and favored, there's two things you do, you, just, you be last. You be last. Don't try and promote yourself forward like that. Be last. People will recognize it and they'll say there's something about we bring them up. That's the principle. It's like a spiritual law. You humble yourself, God will elevate you. You elevate yourself, God will humble you. It's a spiritual law. But it says that, and then you serve one another. Now, serving itself, understand this, it's not about uh, doing, doing menial tasks. It's about doing what God asks you to do and do it that God may be glorified. Because it's important, because Jesus was in the boat, asleep. <laughs> Weren't you rowing the boat, Jesus? Shouldn't you serve the people and row it and do the hard work yourself? He was asleep. 
we would say he's like the pastor or like the, somebody out there that doesn't do the work and everybody else does it and it's all about him. No, 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 that's, that's wrong. But what happened And Jesus was asleep at that time, but he served in his areas. So you've got unique gifts, whatever that is. You serve wholeheartedly and beautifully unto the Lord. That's what you do. But essentially, that's the first root. The reason why we marginalize people, we put people down, we ridicule people, we elevate ourselves, we put our own interest. The Bible says, look out for the interest of others. I want to run that race. I want to smash him to the ground. Why? Why do you want to smash him to the ground? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Feels good. Maybe it was just about us. And, and I don't have a problem with competition. I think it's pretty healthy. can be, but it can be nasty, can't it? It says this, I will not honor him. I'm not going to honor them. I'm not going to honor that group of people. If I admit honor, then I'm going to feel less. Isn't that what it's about, emptying ourselves out? Selfishness displays a continuous flow of lack of gratitude. The next area is pride. Pride boasts. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a, Satan, uh, Job said, Satan is actually the king of pride. Self-righteousness, I'm better. I deserve this. Uh, you know, it, back in, back in uh, Proverbs 20, verses 11, it says this, there's a generation that curses its father. Can you believe it? There's a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that it's pure in its own eyes. In other words, a generation that we're right, nothing wrong with us. Problem is them. Yet it says it's they haven't been washed in their filthiness. About an entitlement generation. It's quite interesting. Because when you have entitlements and you don't respect yourself because you knew you were never given respect, so you don't respect yourself, you don't respect others, the first thing that goes out when dishonor is around is, you ready for this? Lack of gratitude. Kids, here's a challenge for us as kids or you as kids because I'm uh, three years your senior, four years, four and a half. All right, six years. Um, but you know what? When, you, when it comes down to honor is this, when you do not have gratitude towards your parents, it tells us a little window. This is a, I, I, let me cut, get, let me explain this. We did our encounter the other day. Nah, remember that? Where I saw you. Nah, we did the encounter the other day. Remember we, I said, hey, go give those kids all that meat. And we had surplus in the afternoon. We had, all, we had so much food. Blame the ladies for that. It was just, oh my gosh, I still visualize the amount of food there that should have been shipped off to Africa and, and or somewhere around the world. <laughs> respectfully and no we had a lot of food and 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 he so he grabs the plate and he takes it out to these kids about 15 or 16 kids out in the field and uh they, they were just you know giving it out and hey have this have that he comes back about five minutes or so and he says jonathan you need to you know, these are your words jonathan you need to invite them to church i thought i need to invite them you're out there you're the evangelist you got the seed you got the sausage in the seed you're the evangelist. And he goes, it's funny, he goes, but no, it was, it was, I've thought about this quite a bit. He goes, you need to invite those guys to church. And I said, why is that? He said, not one of them thank me. 
So here he is, five minutes, taking our sausages that you ladies carefully bake because you love your husbands and your boyfriends and everything else and your sons and whatever. You're out there doing it. He does the evangelism work and there isn't a word of praise. (laughs) We're not in it for praise, but it tells a story. Gratitude, it's one of the first things that go. Now, Romans, and I'll get to the scripture next week, Romans speaks of this. My goodness. Generation of people that do not give glory to God, do not honor Him. Number one. Number two, they were ungrateful. Notice the process. Lack of honor, lack of gratitude. Number three, their hearts and minds were darkened. Wow. The dark mind, if you like, a dullened mind, a non-sound mind spiritually, comes as a result of lack of gratitude. Lack of gratitude is spawned from lack of honor. We've got to honor our prime minister. Honor our parents. First commandment with a promise. You may not agree with them. You say, well, hang on, I've got a whole story to tell about my parents. (laughs) How could I honor him? You honor him because he didn't abort you. Neither did your mother. You're alive. You honor them because your parents are made in the image of God. And if we see context around our parents, our parents didn't speak in tongues or, or, or read the Bible a lot or, or have the, the, the information, the knowledge that we had today. Our parents were pretty much that generation that worked hard and some of them didn't work at all, I understand that. But we honor them because of their role. They even, he doesn't even talk to me, man. You honor him anyway. I don't agree with everything that goes on in the world today, but I honor Some of the stuff that we do as Christians and social media is appalling. It's not a great presentation or representation of Jesus. There's ability to speak truth, but how we speak it is another thing. Got to speak it with grace and compassion and love. You know? Just because, just because, yeah, oh man. This is important. I mean, either either we want to be a blessed people or struggle, remember? The guy up the hill. (laughs) <laughs> the mud, the wheelbarrow. This is hard work. Bitter with life. <laughs> Sorry, bitter with life. You know what I mean? And it's just like the toil, the hard work, the rigor, all that sort of stuff. Or alternatively, God behind you, breathing the freshness of his presence. That's my son. He's opened the windows of heaven because he honors his parents. He honors leadership. He honors the pastor, honors the, the, his wife, honors his children. He has respect. And all these things. And then God begins to blow his presence behind us up the hill. And that's why, what does Jesus say? My yoke is easy and light. Why would he say a thing like that? If you take that out of context and you look at your life and you think, it's not easy. It's not light. I'm doing the will of God. This is hard yakka. No, no, no. There are principles around that. One of them is honor. The Lord hit me up about my parents, actually, many years ago. I'd asked the Lord, I said, all right, Father, what are the things that I'm doing sinning? You can talk to me. What am I doing that I'm unaware of, like blind spots? And he gave me like a toilet roll list of things after, and I put them right, and it took me months to actually go through them all, and I realized, my goodness, because you could be with your husband and wife in the home. You sit down with the husband, and you say, what things your wife does 
What are the things that your wife does that annoy you and offend you? Well, now we're talking. Uh, but he would never say that to his wife. But you ask the wife and you say, okay, counseling session, coaching session. What are the things that totally annoy you that your husband does that you're afraid to say about? Well, now that we're talking, I do have a bit of a list. But how about the Holy Spirit who's a person? Maybe, just maybe, there are things that we're saying out of our mouth that's offensive to him. Maybe there's an attitude brewing in our heart towards them that either quenches or grieves the Holy Spirit. Hmm. These things are good. Cultivating and attracting the presence and the power of God. There would never be a division in the church. Splits. It always tells me there was lack of honor. There was people contending for power. It's wrong. Okay. So pride, selfishness, these are roots to dishonor. The third one is jealousy, threatened. We're not going to honor those guys. They're a threat to us. You would never say that, and I would never say that, but sometimes we think that. We're intimidated by someone's success at times, and so we don't honor them. Someone says to us, oh, they're doing really well, but you can't find it within yourself, or we can't find it within ourselves to say, look, I can weep with other people weeping and I can rejoice when other people rejoice. They are doing well. Amen. And I'm happy for them as well. You, you know, we need to cultivate that. I've actually learned to cultivate that. When I hear good news and people advancing, I've learned as a younger guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand with them. You know, sometimes somebody does incredibly well. They've got the car, the boat, and the trailer, and you're up on your little. Uh, Maybe Bambina that's had its roof blasted off and got th one flat tire. Three is just kind of like going, the, there's no seats anymore. So you're sitting on the steel and there's your wife. She's not even in there. She's in the trailer behind the rusted old trailer. And you sort of think, oh, those guys, they must rip, this, rip the government off or rip the people off. And then just calm down. Just because you, you, you're on your bicycle, you know. The thing is, is we don't know what they've sown. We don't know the achy, breaky, hard nights that they've had to sow in. We don't know the hours, the countless, the decisions, the sacrifices they've made to get like that. So I think what we do, we just come back and we honor people. Honor them. Why not? What, are we going to be the miserable bloke on the corner with a tin buck house and get upset because he's in his mansion? Is that how we want to live and be bitter and live our life bitter and blaming and being victim? Or are we going to say, God, if you can do it for him, he's a non-Christian. <clears throat> Surely you can do it for a covenant son. <laughs> and I'm sure he can. And he wants to. If you want it, you can have it. That's the thing. Let me tell you this. If you want a big ministry, you can have it. If you want to be wealthy, you can have it. I don't have a problem with people being wealthy. I enjoy it. I really, I had a very generous dad. My spiritual father, Murray, is very generous. I enjoy it. I enjoy non-Christians when they're wealthy. I enjoy Christians when they're wealthy. I don't have that miserable attitude, well, what are they actually doing with their wealth? Are they giving it to the poor? Are they giving it to people? Are they sending it on missions? What are they doing? It's their business. They rise and fall before the Lord. Up to them. But we honor them. Amen? Huh. The just, uh, the blessings of the Lord fall upon the just and the unjust. The blessings of the Lord, the rain falls, falls upon the just and the unjust. So jealousy is a, is a, is a killer. We've got to get rid of that, that competitive thing. You know what jealousy does? It causes us to compete. 
We get threatened by another person's success because we've got a root of jealousy, because we've got a root of rejection. It needs to be mended, need to be healed. We need to repent, and that gets this out of our life. It's a real thing. Offense is also a root of dishonor. The reason why we pull people down, we marginalize them, we disregard them, we do not value them, we do not esteem them, is the next area is offense. Romans 15, 7 says, Therefore receive one another just as Christ received us. It's interesting. Receive people. Even with the bad breath, the clothes that don't match, the awkward shaped body, a bit like mine, no, an awkward shaped body. No, we receive people. That's Jesus. It is. The mismatch, the people that don't fit, the nonconformists of life, the weirdos, the beatniks. We love them because they're valuable. Everybody has intrinsic value. The rich, the famous, everybody. My goodness. And, and it says, hurt and misunderstanding or misreading a person, why should I recognize and respect them? Because of what they've done, what they've built. What they've established, we give appropriate esteem and value towards it. Plus, we take a step back, and I say this, we esteem them, we value them, because they are an important citizen and a contributor to society. You say, well, they're not a contributor, actually. They're in a wheelchair, and they can't talk, and they've got all this disease thing going on, and they maybe we should snuff them out. No, 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 that's not how God sees it. Valuable, And it's a test. You ready for this? A person that's a paraplegic like that and a person that has lost their insanity, maybe Alzheimer's, and some of us understand dearly that, is a test on us. What, are we going to shove them away? We're going to do the injection? Euthanasia is dishonor. Life and death belongs to him. If we don't agree with that, we might be fighting for our lives shortly. Hey, up the hospital. James says, oh, Dad, I think you've done a bit of time, you know. I know you wouldn't. You better not. Matthew 24, 10, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. The reason why I've deliberately put that in here is this. I want you to understand this. We are heading towards interesting days. Betrayals. Jesus said this. This is God speaking about what is going to happen. It shall come to pass. Children will betray their parents. Betray them what? Say, oh, my, 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 my dad's an ugly guy or my, dad, my mother's a horrible woman. That's, that's, that's just disrespectful for sure. No, betray them over to authorities. Do you know the Hitler Youth, the Third Reich, they trained the Hitler Youth to actually dob their parents in? because they were to worship the state. Now, I'm going to say this. It's coming on that finally, the, not Cook Islands, hopefully, but the control of the state will be so dominant in the world, especially under the Antichrist, that finally everybody will need to toe the line, everybody. He will rule it with an iron rod, iron fist. And the Bible talks about Jesus says, he says, what will happen is, is basically fathers will betray sons, sons will betray fathers, daughters will betray mothers, mothers will betray daughters. 
Did you know this? You know with Judas, we don't talk about Judas a lot actually, but he's in there. And Jesus accepted him into his early, the infancy of his ministry right up to the crucifixion. But let me tell you a profile on Judas. Really interesting. Mary came in and anointed Jesus with spikenard, costly perfume. It says costly perfume. Anointed Jesus, put it over his head, put it over his feet. The disciples reacted. And they said they disputed. My translation says they argued with Mary. Jesus says, uh, back off, <laughs> passion version, back off. <laughs> no, Jesus says, don't do this, for she has done the better thing. Okay? And, and then he says, she has anointed me for burial. And then, and then it comes, when did you do this and when did you do that? But, but here's the thing, really interesting. She had anointed Jesus for burial. They got upset because they said that money should go to the poor. Jesus says, you always have the poor with you. And then guess what Judas does? The very next verse goes off and betrays Jesus. Isn't it interesting? Where, and I've worked this one out, where there is offense, the next dark level is betrayal. I want you to know that if someone was offended with you, the next level is betrayal. They won't stand with you in a battle. They'll go the other way. This is actually real stuff. It's a principle in the Word of God. It's a process. I was talking to Murray about it the other day on the phone. And I said, if you, you take the life, that's the very next thing he does. They got offended. Betrayal. Well, he's offended. Betrayal. The reason why we dishonor people is because we get offended with them. I'm upset with my neighbors. The dogs. Look what they've done. This is not, this is hypothetical. You understand, this is not a real, real time. It's just giving us an illustration. You're trying to work out, well, who is his neighbors? <laughs> but you know, I hate my neighbors. I don't like them. Why? Because they offended me because they did such and such. As a Christian, I extend grace and forgiveness. That's what I do. Very, very important. Because if you're wanting, and you and I are wanting to have the presence of God powerfully upon our life, if we're wanting the go forward of Christ, His ability to propel us forward, if we're wanting the measure of anointing and things to go well with us, we have to learn one of the most basic bottom line principles is honor our parents, honor the government, honor the elders, honor the elders as in church, church elders, but honor the elderly, the Bible says. Honor the widows. So we've got widows here, people have tragically lost their husbands we honor them we look out for them we make sure behind the scenes just to let you know we kind of look you know it's important that we're there as a church that we're there as families we group around these people we love them they're part of our lives part of our family we honor the children jesus had no remember when the children came to jesus back off kids go and they said no no bring them back he honored children we despise, or sometimes people can despise. It's all about the youth ministry, but the children's ministry is not to be despised. They're going to be leading us in a few years' time. So we honor that ministry incredibly. We honor the ministry of the children. The final area for us this morning is this, is the reason why we dishonor is because we've just become too familiar. 
Oh yeah, it's just another service. When we lose our expectation, we lose our faith level, we lose our faith level, we lose the miracles. God doesn't seem to move like he used to move anymore. It's because we disrespect. Remember Midian and Moses, sister. In Psalms I was reading because I was cross-referencing scripture this morning. David writes about Midian and he basically, and Aaron, is they were jealous, they were envious. The sister was actually jealous of Moses, wivery, siblings. But she couldn't see the God in Moses. Can you, young people, can you see the God in your father or is he just dad? You know what happens is this, a lot of pastors' kids, let me throw this out, a lot of pastors', pastors kids struggle because they see their parents righteous up the front in terms of, you know, pre- preaching. And then they come home and they see their, their father slobbed out on the couch. Well, so what? Does, is, he, is he not allowed to slob out on the couch? Is he not allowed to watch a bit of TV and have some chippies? What do I do? Do I, with my kids, do I have to come out in the suit, son? The Lord has given me a scripture for you this morning. I'll give it to you when you get home. <laughs> no, we've got to put daddy's hat on. It just can't be pastor's hat. It's got to be daddy's hat. And there should be connection between both. But we've become familiar. Too much of a good thing. Too much of God's presence. And it's like this. Oh, I are the same. Oh. Reading the Bible. When we have the passion and the love, and it's like, wow, there are nations that have forbidden the word of God. They don't, it's a contraband. You'd never ever be able to bring it like you can Texas or all those kind of states that you can bring it out. You can't do that. Everyone's got a Bible there, you know what I mean? It's just like the Bible, the Bible says. Worship and praise, which is coming like this. Oh, I don't like that particular song. That's, uh, I wonder if they're going to sing this song. I heard it a couple of weeks ago. I really like that song. I, I guess if I hear that song, and, and what I'm trying to point the picture, and I might revisit this one a little bit next week, is we've become familiar. And guess what happened? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not son of Joseph and Mary, for goodness sake? Forget that he's done miracles all around the area. He's now at our house. Jesus says to them, he confronted them. It's not that he turned to his disciples. He says to them, he says, he says, a prophet is not esteemed, valued in his own house. They just thought he was, it's my cousin. That's Mary's son. I know. Oh, that's a, I talk to people and say, do you know, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. But I think, no, 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 it, it's so-and-so. I think we should have honor. I think I'd love to see and I believe in for a culture, a church, I think we're pretty good, but I think we can come right up in regard for one another. Don't ignore people. Love people. Put people first. Just have great compassion for people. Have compassion. One of the good things about our church with the other churches, I've said clearly, uh, it's about honor. It's about recognition of gifts. It's about recognition of differences. It's coming together under the umbrella of Christ. Um, he said that the, the team got together and they said, well, what should we do now that we've had that over there? What should we do? And, and he said, it's not about doing anything better. It's about us just being us as a cousin, as a brother and as a sister and opening up our hearts to them. People ask me, are we going to get other churches in? Yes, possibly. But I'm not going to force anything. 
because then I know what ends up happening. And I want to show that, I want to throw this out just so I know what ends up happening. We just have a group of pastors get together that aren't committed to each other, that don't really love each other, aren't prepared to wash each other's feet and so forth, not prepared to be authentic and real. We get together, it looks good from the out circle, and then we go back and criticize each other or compete with each other or get jealous with each other or compare with each other. That's not what God wants to do. In this next coming move of God, God wants to bring churches of all different cultures, spirit, uh, church cultures, all different denominations and movements and bring them together under Christ. Do you see the difference? Because otherwise we're just going to, I've seen it before where churches get together like that, they have their thing, and it looks good from the outside. Six months later, they hate each other. I, don't, I think, so I said to Murray, because I, I said, I think God is doing a good thing, but I want to work at the pace of the Lord. Let's allow God to do what He wants to do. Let's not try and engineer stuff. It will go to mud. It will backfire. You start Because sometimes we try and do God things. Jesus only did what He saw the Father do. The principle of honor is critical. That you and I begin to pray, God, am I dishonoring my parents? Have I got a seed of unforgiveness? Have I dishonored my government? Have I said things behind their back and made fun of them? Have I taken a community that's here in the island and made fun of them and joke about them and see them less than I am? Maybe there's one of the other islands, the 15 islands. Maybe one of, the, one of them, just one of them. It's just like those guys. They huh. don't deserve a win, <laughs> but those guys. Maybe we deepen a little seed. We've got to get it out and get God in. Maybe I've heard people say, well, I don't like, I won't tell you, but I don't like, and they've actually talked about the nationality of people overseas. I struggle with whatever. Okay, thank you for your honesty, but do something about it real quick. Pray, God, bring that thing out of me. Get it out of me. It's racism. It's prejudice. It's unchrist-like. And here's the deal. God will take you to the nations when you love the nations. When you love people of all nationalities and all creeds and different things, when you have Christ-like love and you value people, you'll empower them. When we begin to honor people, we will begin to have gratitude. Thank your parents, kids. Thank them. Write a letter. Just, just thank them. Thank them. Just, just begin to say something nice. Even your employer, thank him. Say, hey, just appreciate. You know, he's so unused to it. He's so unused to people you know, it's just like, because he's the boss and everyone speaks behind the back. Never should we ever be caught talking about our boss with the group. It's a bad representation of Jesus. If you've done it, God bless you. <laughs> just ask the Lord to forgive you and put it right, but don't do it again. Just look out, look out for the next opportunity they do it and say, hey guys, I'm out of this conversation. He's actually a really good man. And we've got jobs because of him. We're going to honor him. Oh, and I'm now I'm going to tell on you guys. <laughs> Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.